0: Welcome to The Naked Podcaster. Get ready to hear the story of someone strong enough to bear it all. The Naked Podcaster is a representation of freeing yourself, giving you permission to be real in all your quirkiness, baggage, struggles to success, and tragedy to triumph. I'm so excited you're joining the journey. Your past doesn't define you, but it does lead you on a path to today. Let's get naked. Hello and welcome to The Naked Podcaster. This is Jen Taylor, and today I'm with Maria Aparis. See, I, I still struggle with that. And it's so easy. It's A Paris. A Paris. I know. It's so easy. There we go. How are <laughs> you today?
1: I am so great. I'm <laughs> so excited to be here.
0: I'm excited too. I love what you're doing. I was so excited when I saw. So your website is MariaAparis.com. So very easy. It'll be in show notes and we'll have that information. I want people to contact you because this is some great stuff. So tell me about your website.
1: My website is full of information on how to get a hold of me so that we can coach together, work together. Basically, my intention is to get you feeling healthy and living a thriving life. And that means aligning mind, body, spirit. I know that's so overused, but I have have some different thoughts about
0: that. Oh, I like that. Well, I love that you're working with gut health. And some people may not know um, Hashimoto specifically, but I love this. You do luxury spa services. I just want to see you just, you know, just (laughs) I just want to be there. <laughs> I'm like, my gut's fine, and I'm I'm totally full of shit, but my gut's fine, and <laughs> I just want the experience. So you're certified in a whole bunch of stuff. Can you kind of go into that a little bit?
1: Sure, yeah. So when I I started my spa company about 20 years ago, and um, I saw that there was a niche for onset spa services. That's why it's called Spa on Location. And um, so I was... Basically making this business uh, to cater to the entertainment industry on set, on locations for film, television, um, music studios, and things like that. And so what I did is I took a 36-foot RV and I customized that and brought that to the studio and brought my crew and so they you know people could get their their massages of neck and shoulders and chair massages while they were actually on set and you know dps directors uh, they're sitting there with all this heavy equipment so i started with that and um when i discovered that i didn't want to have somebody know more about my business than i did i went to massage school at night and then i quickly found out Wow, I kind of like this. And so from there, it just went on to getting certified in Kundalini Yoga Teachers Training, um, a Reiki healer, um, crystals and gemstones. And so I feel like I'm like the, the most frou-frou-woo-woo person on the planet that's completely grounded in business. <laughs> so it's kind of like this a balance of being in that spiritual world, but then also being in the realistic world of... of you know, dealing with day-to-day
0: life. I'm glad you brought that up. I always thought energy work might work for some people, but it's a little too woo-woo. And then the example that I love to use now is if you've ever had to give a talk in school and you got nervous, so nervous that you were sick to your stomach or you're going to throw up or, you know, anything like that, then you understand that the emotional situation is creating a physical response. So just think of that in a bigger way how much physically we can hold on to things and have symptoms and issues over emotional stuff. And so I'm totally woo-woo now, but my, the energy worker that I used has like her master's in physics or she's always like, I'll ask a question. She's like, Oh, that's just physics. Okay. So when you understand that it's, it comes from a, a business. You're saying you're all business, but it actually comes from a science background. And I love the proof behind that in anything woo-woo. So you're talking about gut health. That's 100% proven in science.
1: It is and it isn't because there's that gut instincts, that gut intuition that we feel, you know, how you got nervous and you got nauseous in your stomach. It's that same type of thing. That's not measured scientifically, so to speak. But- gut digestion microbiome the things that go on in our gut are measured scientifically so i think my book is kind of the the balance in between the two the bridge
0: between woo woo and science How's that? i love it so your book came out this year yes. tell me about that a little bit the the book
1: is called the essential gut awakening mastering hashimotos and other autoimmune diseases And I wrote it because I nearly died with Hashimoto's disease and all of the crazy doctor's opinions and and things that they gave me were just making me worse. And so when I decided to take back the reins of what they were giving me and just going into full-on plant-based allies and ancient wisdom, And using those techniques for myself, that's when I discovered that the power really lies within us on how we got sick in the first place and how we can use those skills of emotions and physical tools
0: to get better. I love it. So I and I have a lot of questions, but I think I'm jumping the gun by where my brain's headed. So I want you to take me back because you gave us a little glimpse. So let's go back in time at before the Hashimoto's are around that, and tell me tell me about that. Let's dive into that stuff.
1: So before I had hashis, I was super busy. A, a, a way to, I weighed—I mean, not weighed—a weight size four. I was a size four in terms of the clothes that I wore, and I was a lifestyle model, just you know, representing anything and everything that you've seen out there with a label. I've pretty much been the face for it, and so I was traveling a lot and super busy, super productive. Had my spa company, and. I was hiking this trail over here in Southern Cal and um, I would come home and just crash. I mean, crash and burn. And so I had noticed I put on, a, a, you know, about five pounds and not changing anything of what I ate at all. And so I went to my general practitioner and, um, you know, I said, you know, i have to feeling so fatigued. I'm feeling so tired. I'm not thinking straight and I put on weight and he goes, Oh, Maria, you're just, you're just getting older. You need to exercise more. And so he literally let me walk out of the office without any kind of tests, nothing. And what it turns out when I went to a naturopath about a month or two later is that I had anemia and my blood level was down to three. Okay, it is past blood transfusion when it's down to three. It is, how are you walking and talking down to three? And so... When I went to this naturopath, she's just like, I don't even know how you're standing here right now. And I noticed things like in my brain, everything was coming out clearly, but um, all my friends that I was talking to or speaking in front of, they were like, you're not making any sense. Like it's coming out slurred. And so I was like, it is? Because in my head, it's coming out normal. And so that's why, you know, some people were like, can you raise your hands above your head? Can you, they thought I was having a stroke. And, wow. you know, who knows? Maybe I was close to one, you know, who knows? Because I, my brain was just not getting any oxygen whatsoever. And so this went down hill so quickly, it was hard to navigate that, you know, you think that you gradually get sick or you you feel that it's so far removed when you're healthy that it's not going to happen to you. And I sure as shit didn't think that it was going to happen to me. Right. And so when it did, I was, it was a, a huge, um, huge blow. And so I struggled with many doctors giving me their versions of pharmaceuticals and there you know one guy was you know giving me things that he said would clear it up like that and you know we put our trust into other people and I don't really feel that they knew what they were doing and I felt like they were guessing of what could work and I feel that they they know the body but they don't know our specific body and they didn't really take the time to To sit there and ask. You know, one one drew blood and one took these tests, and they weren't actually a cohesiveness um, working together, a team working together to try to figure out what was going on. And so, what I decided to do was take all of this information blood tests from this person, uh, hormone tests from this person, gut microbiome tests from this person, and put it all together and really dissect it myself instead of waiting for them to tell me what was going on, I went in and I became my own detective. And the things that I discovered along the way were crazy, incredibly crazy on how the system works and how we can really use these these incredible tools at our access that are cheaper, that are organic, and that definitely make... Like I started feeling better within three days of taking this stuff after years of suffering.
0: How old were you when this started? And you had been super active and modeling and very healthy and like you're doing all the right things, right? Did you and you felt if you felt like your voice was coming out clearly, you weren't were you noticing how far gone you were or was it other people really saying something to you?
1: I would say at that point, (laughs) I I really don't know how I kept going because not only did I have the other spa business, I opened another spa in Santa Monica. Yeah. Don't, don't even ask. Um, It was, I feel by sheer will I just kept going. Question? Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna to have to say it like that because I don't have any explanation for that.
0: You know, just do you think that because we don't know something's wrong or we don't know what's wrong, we just? I mean, I might think it's just all in my head, or I'm just having an off day, or it's just an off, off moment, or maybe I'm tired because I had a glass of wine last night. I mean, I would probably start off making excuses. You were actually at the point where you are going to the doctor, and wherein this was the naturopath. How much information did you bring to the naturopath? And not holy much. crap, that's a lot of anemia.
1: Not, not much, but she figured that out obviously within like the first seven days, so that, that was good. Um, however, it took her nine months to diagnose Hashimoto's disease. And so I was actually, I mean, I even talk about this in my book. It's like, what took her so long? Because as soon as somebody says, I've gained weight, I have brain fog, I'm super fatigued, um, I bruise easily, you know, these are like some huge red flags where I say, hmm, have you checked for Hashimoto's disease yet? Right there. So I'm positive I must have paid off her second car or mortgage (laughs) whatever because it's so expensive to see these doctors that aren't covered under your general private insurance right so every time i would see her it was like $125 or and then i had to buy her supplements and i was taking 80 supplements a day so i mean my supplement bill just that alone was over 500 a month and the testing i had to get tested every 2 to 3 weeks because we had to see What was working and what wasn't. And it was just this ongoing thing. And I told her, look, I'm going broke seeing you and I'm not getting anywhere. I'm not getting any better. So I'm just going to have to hold off on this. And she goes, you know, I have a hunch it might be something else. And that's when she tested for Hashi's. That's
0: not cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah. She let nine months go by And, and I could pretty much guarantee you that nine out of 10 times when, when, I, when my clients say what they're saying, you know, in terms of the description of how they're feeling, we automatically go to get your antibodies tested for Hashimoto's. It's like no brainer. How old were you when this happened? So this started happening right in my late 30s.
0: Okay. Oh, so that's why the doctor said, oh, you're just getting a little older. That makes me so mad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have names for him. I, that makes me so mad. <laughs> and Hashimoto's is not difficult. Well, so how many different, if you look up, because you would probably know this information, if you have this list of symptoms, how many things could it be? Well,
1: it could be several different things. I mean, we always start with it's some sort of autoimmune, right? Because usually, it's when our body is attacking our body somewhere that it's going to cause inflammation, which is going to cause fatigue. Um, so, those are the first things that I would always look at. It's like which one is it? So that's that's when it takes a little bit more of a deeper, you know, look into what you're testing for. Um, but you have to test the antibodies for Hashimoto's specifically to see if that's what you have and it's often misdiagnosed because most endocrinologists think oh hey i mean i think now they're starting to catch on but you know 10 15 years ago um they were they were oblivious you know they would say oh it's just hypothyroidism and so and even if it was diagnosed with hashis or Graves, which is the opposite, um, they wouldn't know what to do with it, and so they their general thing is is here's synthroid, and that will stop your hormones from over responding or over reacting. Synthroid's and, really awful, though. <laughs> yeah. So synthroid basically tells your body to stop producing the T3 and T4 and reverse T3 hormones. And it's, right. And so in my case, my T3 and T4 and reverse T3 were all functioning properly. So that's why it's also hard to diagnose because you look at it and you say, well, this person's coming in, we tested her hormones, T3, T4, reverse T3, they're all functioning normally, but they don't typically test for the antibodies, which are the TPOs, right? And so when they test for the antibodies and mine were really high, And so that's when they were like, okay, yes, Synthroid is going to help you. It's going to tell, we're going to basically shut down your T3, T4 and reverse T3. And we're going to supplement that with synthetics called Synthroid. And I said, well, hold on a second. If my T3 and T4 are all functioning normally, why do I want to take this pharmaceutical that has all of these side effects and is synthetic that's going to affect my liver why do I want to take that? Well, well, because eventually your T3 and T4 will shut down and we'll just up the dosage. We'll increase the dosage as needed. And I was just like, this is not for me. That's not for me either. So went out of his office and I found a, uh, a different doctor who was supposed to be, um, (laughs) he was supposed to be the godsend for Hashimoto's and, He gave me Lavoxythyroidine, he said this is desiccated pig thyroid and you won't have to take it for very long but you know you will have to take it for a while. So I thought okay at least it seemed more natural although I was a vegetarian, complete vegan at the time and of course that didn't go well so I took it and within like the first week it gave me tachycardia, it felt like I was having a heart attack. And so I called him in the office and they were like, oh, I think we're going to have to just decrease the dosage. (laughs) Like, does anybody take this seriously? (laughs) I mean, I did say I felt like I was having a heart attack and they're just like, oh yeah, no big deal. (laughs) So I I was like, this guy doesn't work for me either. So it really felt like I was on the dating game. I was just like trying to...
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> speed dating for doctors yes okay. who's gonna be my doctor <laughs> well you don't I mean good for you for knowing that it didn't feel right or honoring that because a lot of the times you're right we look at these people like I'm coming to you because you know what I don't and I feel this way and I don't want to feel this way anymore I want to function normally and they're throwing stuff at you that, I mean, even I'm, you're saying words and I don't even know enough about Hashimoto's to know, like, no, wait, wait, <laughs> don't go that route. <laughs> um, they're supposed to be the ones that are helping and that doesn't always work. So the naturopath, I think that's interesting that when you hit the end of the road, finally it got figured out. It's frustrating to me, like, just do the damn test. Yeah, I was spending a lot of tests, tests and tests. Um,
1: So if you think you have Hashimoto's or if you have any of these symptoms, you need to go ask for the test for antibodies. I had um, my sister-in-law, her endocrinologist refused to give her the test. He was like, no, you don't need it. And she was like, "What? I'm requesting it because I'm having all of the symptoms that my sister-in-law is having and I just want to rule it out. And he was like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm like, Okay well, you want to probably change doctors because now that you've seen that he's really not on
0: your side, maybe it's because he didn't know how to deal with it if it was diagnosed, I have no idea. But it seems ridiculous. I mean, why not just, at that point, if, because a lot of medicine is just ruling things out. And there's not necessarily anything wrong with that. We don't always have the answer right away. It's not like it's in a neon billboard above your head. Yeah. But, and I understand that. But if a patient says, I want to get this test just to rule this out, who the hell cares? Why yeah. is that even an issue? Okay, it's one more thing we get to rule out. Perfect. I don't think it's an issue. But if it sets your mind at ease, if you feel better, if we have one more thing that we can rule out, what would be the issue with that? that's so odd to me. So she switched. Did she get tested? She
1: did. She did not have Hashimoto's. However, she did have a blood disorder. And so, I mean, thank God, but you're right. I mean, what, what deal would it be to, to just test, to just test,
0: especially if the patient's willing to pay for it, you know? And you're asking for it and you're ruling things out anyway, even if you think that it's a far shot, you know? Um, and then ruling things out is stressful because I've had kids that have had something wrong with them and we don't know. And it could be one of 20 different things. And that process to f- determine that, it's, well, you want to rule out the scariest ones first. And it's just such a game. Once you figured it out, how did that feel? well i felt i I was actually
1: scared because it actually had a name like what i had had a name and i was like "Uh uh-oh like what is this and so that was a little frightening at first and then i i had somebody come into the spa with essential oils it was a massage therapist and she was looking for a job she was like can i use this on you during my demo. And I was like, you could use, what is it? WD-40 or whatever it is. You could use (laughs) motor oil. I mean, I could not care because I was just so focused on getting through the day and going home so that I could just rest. That's like the fatigue, right? And at that time, I had insomnia. The insomnia had kicked in. So I would be so fatigued during the day and then when it was finally time to go to sleep at night, I would be wide awake. So my cortisol, everything was so off. My adrenals were in complete collapse. So um, so she used this oil on me. She, she, uh, and, and my whole system responded. My whole body lit up like, like a Christmas tree. It was crazy because I was like, what the hell was that? And, um, so I took a picture of the bottle and I did some research and cause I, I started to crave it after that. And so I was like, well, whatever it is, I need to find this. And so I looked online, I found it, I ordered it, I started using it and I was like, whoa, what are essential oils? What, how, how did they work? And I had no clue. I, we only used them in the spa because they smelled good, and they were mostly synthetic because I didn't know a thing about them back then, right? They have so many additives with formaldehyde and toluene, turpentine, all this stuff. And so when I had an organic one, it, it, it was like, it, it just felt so incredible. And I was like, that's from an oil? And I've been taking all these supplements for so long. And I was like, what's in this? So I started doing more research on these essential oils. And I said, well, is there a protocol for Hashimoto's? And sure enough, there was one. It's um, lemongrass is a natural, a natural anti-inflammatory. And clove is a natural um, antioxidant. And frankincense is a natural way to boost your immune system. And peppermint on, on the, uh, on the uh, thyroid just helped open it up and and drive in the oils. So I started using these on my throat. The, uh, the, the application was you put a drop of each one of these oils on your neck, um, daily about five, six times a day. And I was like, easy, easy peasy. So I started feeling good. I started sleeping and I was like, what? How is this possible? It's just oil. So then one of the people from that repped this company, they said, you know, we have some vitamins that and some supplements that have the essential oils in them. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm not taking another supplement. I'm not spending another dime on that stuff. I know they don't work. And um, they were like, well, the essential oils are in them. You may want to consider it because there's one that has astaxanthin in it. And it's a huge anti-inflammatory for the body. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, fine. Just give them to me. (laughs) Right. I was so negative against anything that had to do with a pill because they didn't work for so long. And so I took them. And three days later, I got out of bed. No problem, because normally I would negotiate with myself on with a snooze button. I'd be like, well, if I don't do my hair, then I can get another 20 minutes in. Well, if I shower when I get home, then I can do, you know what I mean? Like I would do this in my head to extend the sleep, the 15 minutes sleep that I could get. So when I slept through the night and I woke up with full energy, I was floored, floored. And so about six months after taking the, the essential oils and the the supplements that they had, this tumor appeared in my throat about the size of a golf ball. And not once did I feel threatened by this. I felt like it was drawing toxins out of my body and that it was, a, it was actually a good thing. And so I began to take on this, this, this mentality of it's a good thing. Whatever it is, it's, it's actually going to turn out really great. I'm not going to go down this path. This is not going to be my life. And so during that time, I had gotten certified with Reiki healing, and I began holding my neck in the shower every morning, and I would just hold it and send it Reiki and so much love and gratitude. And I'd thank it for showing up, and I'd say, you know, I don't know why you're here, but you know, it's, it's pretty awesome. And basically what I'm going to do is when the time is right, I'm going to swallow you and I'm just going to poop you right on out. And, you know, I made that my, my daily mantra. And I happened to have a gyno appointment and I went to go see the gyno and he said, you know, he was done with a pelvic exam and he's like, is there anything else that, you know, you have any questions about or anything? And I said, I have this lump here in my throat And I looked at him, and and I go, "You probably can't reach that high." And he started laughing so hard. Oh my god, it was so funny. And he was like, "Funny, but I am going to refer you to somebody who does do that. You know, take care of that."
0: If you can reach, I don't want to have that exam. He was so like, what did you just? And then it
1: like clicked in, and (laughs) we had the best laugh. And that's what I love about my guy now. He's just so hilarious. Anyway, so um, so I went to go see his referral, and you know this this was a serious matter for this doctor, and and we went to do a scan, and indeed there was something there, and so then he was like, well, let's let's do a biopsy. So. Knowing that I was on this full-on course of not putting any synthetics in my body, I was doing the essential oils, I looked to see what was in the aesthetic and aesthetic that they were going to use. And I was like, you know what, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to put myself in a meditative state with my kundalini yoga mantras. I'm going to Reiki myself, and I'm going to let them dig those needles into my throat without anything. And, of course, they looked at me like I was a lunatic, but they can't say you have to have it. So they did it, and I did not say a word, squirm, or anything. And I walked out of that office really empowered. Like, what? If I could do that during a procedure where they're sticking these long needles into your throat, digging around and not feel a thing, can I use that type of energy, that mindset to redirect where this is going? And so I decided, yeah, I am. I'm going to do that. Just that. I'm going to find out what caused this. And I'm going to redirect everything so that I was only in a place of wellness and and optimizing my health, whatever that meant, whatever that looked like. And I had nothing but gratitude and whatever small step that I took, I celebrated. And whatever five steps I took back in the process of learning what I was doing, I celebrated. I was like, okay, now I know that's not the way to go. Let's keep going this way. And so I, you know, garlic, um, onions, uh, whatever, uh, turmeric, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: uh, probiotics, prebiotics. I ate the hell out of artichokes and asparagus. I still do. Um, I started feeding my body every single thing that I could that would give it the micronutrients that it needed. And I found hemp oil. And hemp oil, which I discovered, we have an endocannabinoid system in our body that is actually looking for receptors of the phytocannabinoid diols. And mothers make it in their breast milk. And so that's why a baby's all blissed out after they they breastfeed. And so I was like, oh, I have to bring my body into this homeostasis so it actually can heal. And we're all stressed. You know, we we drive down the street and somebody cuts us off. that makes our adrenals go into that response of, ah, right? It's that fight or flight. And so we're constantly in that by the things we watch on TV, the news. Um, when you have somebody who's a friend that they call and they give you their bad news, right? Their pity parties. So I started cutting out anything and everything that had to do with anything negative in my life. If it wasn't positive, I wasn't going to listen. You know, thank you, my friend, I love you, but I can't listen to that right now. And I started listening to things that made me laugh, that brought me joy, right? Funny comedians, you know, old stupid stuff that made me laugh when I was a kid, I listened to them again. And so that directed mindset, that intention also helped focus and, and bring it into my awareness of what was negative that made me start this journey in the first place. Was it a core belief system, which te- typically happens between zero to seven years old? Or did something happen that I took on some kind of energy that was different? So I had to go back and look. Well, my childhood was pretty rock solid. I had a beautiful family, beautiful support system. So it wasn't that. So what I discovered was a while ago, I wanted to get into an industry that I wasn't really in. And I went to go meet with a coach that was supposed to be the expert, the leading expert in in this particular industry. And he did not like me for whatever reason, and no matter what I did, because I could, I could learn things pretty quickly. I had like this this memory that um, where I could look at something and take it off the page. And he was like, "Don't memorize," and I was like, "Okay." So I would go, go back the next week and purposely not look at the material so that I could. Um, you have it fresh in my head because it was like a workshop thing. Right. You know, so I was trying different things. I was like, okay, don't memorize. So don't look at it and see what that does. And so he said, well, how much time did you spend on this? And I said, well, since I'm trying something new, I thought I would not look at it to not memorize. And he was like, how dare you walk into my, my workshop and not prepare. And I was like, Either I do it and I prepare or I don't do it and I don't prepare. But what I do remember is the 25 minutes of him blasting me a new a-hole and just demeaning and just like the most ugly words that somebody could say to somebody in something that they were just, I mean, I was just trying to learn something new right? I wasn't an expert. If I was an expert, I'd be teaching the class. I came in as a student and this expert blasted this student like you've never heard before. And I saw the clock was behind his head and I literally like was in tears, just sobbing. And he still came at me like a train. And you would think at some point he would have like tapped into his own humanity and his own compassion and say, okay, look, you know, obviously this class isn't for you or whatever, but instead he just kept going. And I took on that energy of feeling like, oh my God, what have I done? I suck at this. I I, I, I mean, I went in feeling like, you know, I just came in to learn. I, I felt like, It was an opportunity to try something new that I've never done before. And, you know, my heart was so intended for the right thing and to get just shut down like that. And so I was like, I took that on and I manifested in my throat because I could not communicate to this expert that I'm just a student and I'm just trying to learn and I'm going to make mistakes and that's why I'm in this class. But I couldn't do that. And so all of that energy got stuck in my throat and I believe that that's where it started. So I had to go back and say, okay, teacher, thank you for giving me the opportunity to in the future if something like that ever happens again, to speak my truth and say, hey, whoa, we don't see eye to eye. This probably isn't the class for me. Peace out, my friend and leave. Right. But he didn't because that has never happened to me before. I've never been berated like that. And like a train coming at you both full force and just attacking every single cell in my body. I've never had that before. It didn't have the tools to navigate that. And so when I thought about it, I was like, how many kids take that on from their parents or other teachers telling them they're stupid. They don't deserve to be there. I mean, you name whatever single thing that you could be so cruel to say to somebody, that's what that guy said to me. And I thought, that's why the, the autoimmune system is breaking down in so many people because if you believe a, a, just a second of that, you're taking on that, that emotional train, right? And it's attacking you. And then you're thinking, oh, I don't deserve it. I, I suck at this. Um, your self esteem goes out the window. And Everything that you had, you've thought about yourself that was good is now not good enough. I mean, those are the feelings that I had after I left there, sobbing. And I was like, I really feel that that was a huge, powerful lesson for me because I have students. And I'll tell you, I love on my students so much. And I give them the opportunity to choose and a different way to see things rather than say, that's wrong. You know, and say, that's an interesting way of doing something. Let's try this. Or how do you feel about that? Giving somebody the, op- the, the option to choose versus cramming something down their throat. It's just such a different way to explore and just so much nurturing coming from that. And it's what, you know, getting into that Shakti energy, Getting into that female nurturing love energy that we so need on this planet right now. The male attacking has
0: got to stop on so many levels. When you realized that the tr- this trauma happened, and I totally get you not speaking and the throat chakra and how that stops stopped up all your energy there, was that like uh, an aha, I mean, I imagine it would be like, holy cow, who would have thought that that, you know, would have impacted you so much because you really had to go back and think about it. It wasn't like something that was nagging at you every day or anything. And then how did you, cause you're getting into all of, you're getting into Reiki, you're getting in, you're doing massage, you're seeing all these benefits and you're feeling sick. So you're like at both ends almost of the same spectrum um, how did you get through? Did you swallow it and poop it out? I did.
1: <laughs>
0: I did. I swallowed it and pooped it out, although I
1: never really saw any evidence of that. But um, it went away after, after doing the work and letting it go and just really just living in a space of gratitude for that teacher. Because what I've done from, from that and everything that I've learned is I started my own nonprofit. And it is, um, it's literally in the infant stages right now, Um, but it is rescuing and and recovery and reclaiming children from uh, sex slavery and trafficking and harvesting their organs, you know, really literally while they're still alive in most cases. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to use my voice. I'm going to use my voice until there's nothing left out of me. And that's to to help others, you know, reclaim theirs. So if it's been taken from them as a child, or if it's been taken from them as a young adult, or a woman of any age, uh, you know, call me, <laughs> contact me. Let's get that. Let's get it back. You know, let's link arms and find a way to to really empower women again.
0: I think it's so interesting because I have no hesitation speaking up for certain things that cross my line or my kids or my friend or you, or, you know, but when it comes to yourself, it's much harder, much more difficult. And I don't understand why that is at all. I I wish I could pinpoint it and just, oh, that's why, that's why you have a harder time with yourself than you do with other people. But man, I will pit bull for anyone. Right, we have a really hard time advocating for ourselves and speaking up for ourselves. That's such a shame because, well, we get labeled as the bitch. I mean, if you're an advocate for someone else, you're an advocate, right? For someone who's less fortunate and aren't you a champion. But if you do it for yourself, you're a bitch. And it's so hard, I think, for women to balance that out and find their voice without feeling... Like, that's what they're being. You can just be true to yourself or advocating for yourself or speaking up for your truth. Like, you could have, like, you saying, this isn't the right class for me, peace out, wouldn't have been you being a bitch. It would have been you just admitting and realizing and walking away, all good. It's all good. We have a really hard time with that. So you you basically manifested the reverse of the lump in your throat.
1: Yes, Yes, I began to visualize myself feeling amazingly healthy. And even on the days when I didn't, I just kept holding that space. You know, physically, I felt horrible, but in my head, I was reprogramming. So I was, I was redirecting neural pathways, creating new ones you know, instead of going, and it takes a long time. It's like going to a yoga class and trying to do, you know, downward facing dog perfectly your first time. It takes a lot of time to ease into that. Right. So it's the same, same thing. It's like, that's why being around negativity, watching news, reading, you know, online crap on a daily basis is not going to work. It's like, you literally have to go on a pause occasion. And that's why I tell my clients, let's go on a you know, anything and everything that's negative, you just, you have to just say, oh, the dryer just beeped. I got to go. Um, I'll have to call you back. And then you just don't, you know, and it's things like that, that will help elevate. And it's, it takes a long time, but it's worth it when you get there because it's like, oh my God, everything is just so beautiful. And, and even though, I mean, I'm not Pollyanna, it's like things happen, but you can deal with it because you have different tools right? You just, you look at it from an observation versus right, wrong, good, or bad. You're like, you simply observe something and say, what are the tools that I have now that I can use that will direct this somewhere else
0: in a positive way? Do you practice journaling or gratitude? Okay. Tell me about that.
1: So yes, I I write down, well, nowadays I mostly do manifestation So back in the day, I was writing down, you know, my thoughts and I would burn them. You know, a lot of people keep their journals. I don't. If it's negative, I just, I burn it right away. I'm like, okay, thanks. (laughs) and I just let it go, burn it, let go, get rid of it. I don't want, I don't want books stacked up of how shitty I felt, right? I just, I don't want that. Again, that's more negative negativity, right? So as soon as I write it out, I let it go, but then I replace it with positive, So, but I mostly manifest, um, I spend nine minutes, three times a day focusing on things that I'm manifesting in my life. And I set the timer on my phone and, um, you know, I have white paper and I just write down everything that I, I, that I want to get done. And that, you know, big goals, not like, you know, a to-do list of groceries and stuff that you have to do, but like things that, you know, like Lotus Rising International, like Lotus Rising International is... And then I, and I write it out and I do that three times a
0: day, every single day. I love that. Why did you pick nine minutes and three? There's a power in three. Yeah, I think. exactly. Okay. Okay. So I'm, what is the power in three for you? So the power in three comes from, um, no, this comes from a feng shui master
1: that I follow and, um, if you're going to do anything that you have a direct intention on, you want to focus for a minimum of nine minutes because it is that power of three, but also nine is the mastery number. So um, it's just, it's really just honing that in. And if you want to do, in, in terms of yoga principles, if you want to do anything, if you want to break a habit, you've got to do the, the, the replacement of that habit for a minimum of 40 days. So it takes 40 days to break a habit. And so if you're cutting out sugar, you can go 39 days and then have sugar and you have to start all over again because your body will go back. It will revert back. So 40 days nonstop of any commitment that you make and you'll be able to break that habit.
0: Isn't that crazy? It's crazy that it's that long. (laughs) (laughs) Because man, it doesn't seem to take that long to get the habits. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So our our daughter, who's nine and a half, was diagnosed with an anti-inflammatory disease, juvenile r- rheumatoid arthritis. And um, I think it's all somewhere in her past, there's a trauma that's manifesting itself. And I, I think I know what the trauma is, but I'm not going to mention that ever to her. I'll see if I'm right in the process of that. Um, but... It's interesting when you think about that, that this thing pops up all of a sudden, and it doesn't seem to be tied to anything. When your Hashimoto's popped up, how close was it to the incident with that coach? It. I did not relate the two, but it was, it was fairly close. Oh, was it? Okay. Because I think you can have a trauma, like you're saying, in your childhood or in your life, or later on, you're exhibiting these signs. Yeah. Um, trauma-induced illness. Basically, your body's physically reacting to something that you're holding on to emotionally.
1: Well, just the gut, what I discovered about the gut and how I believe that all disease begins in the gut is because it is 80% of the communication in your body comes from your gut. So it goes through the vagus nerve up into the brain. So we always think the brain is like grand central and commanding everything, but it's really not. And so when, when I looked at the gut and I found out, okay, all of the things that I'm, I'm experiencing physically, I have to fix in my gut along. This is, and this is goes back to what I was saying, mind, body, spirit. So mind, you have to be focused on um, what it is that you want. You're directed, you know, mindset of what the outcome is, right? If somebody says, I'm sick. Well, okay, great. But where do you, what do you want to feel? Right? I want to feel healthy. So let's focus on, I want to feel healthy. I am healthy. And so physically I had to change what I was eating. So I was, um, I had to eat, I had to treat my gut like a baby basically, and just go back into super nurturing, easy to digest foods, a lot of sweet potatoes, a lot of vegetables. I had to go back to eating meat which was really odd because i being a complete yogi. I mean, we're technically vegetarian and um, I couldn't do it. My blood could not sustain not having meat. And this, I mean, literally within a couple months of eating meat again, my iron shot up. So I knew that that's just something that I had to do. And so I bless it. I love this, this food that gives me nourishment and balance and, and I'm grateful for it. And, um, and then this, the spirit is being connected to source, being connected to that energy that, that, you know, whatever you call it, source, force, energy, God, whatever that is, is being connected to and knowing that that energy is there and is responding to the energy that you're giving it. So it's this alignment of all of those elements that can help us get back to a healthy healthy place I
0: think the gut the gut's called the second brain
1: I mean yes it, it is. might be the first it, one. I call it the first brain because yes. you know in genesis it proliferates down and be, and that's the first part that really gets all of the nutrients and um, then you know eventually depending on what you follow what belief system but eventually the, the head the brain the eyes the nose the mouth and the ears were made so that we could find our
0: food oh I love that oh that's very interesting okay that's very interesting I'm gonna have all these scientists come and be like you suck (laughs) you suck you know what i think there's so much that we don't know that it doesn't matter how i grew up believing or what my beliefs are i think there's so much we don't know and there's so much that's possible who cares it's not about being right or wrong it's just about being open to the possibility of anything but we've controlled her anti-inflammatory completely with diet okay completely she's symptom free you would never know oh my god i know but I know if she eats certain things, it will trigger her. Is that the same for you? Absolutely. Yes. Um,
1: glutens. I have to stay away from nightshades. I don't eat eggs. Um, no sugar, no caffeine. Um, I'm, I'm super diligent about that. And you would think with the way that I eat, I'm size, you know, a size four again, but the metabolism just doesn't work that way with Hashimoto's. And so it's. You know, I work with a nutritionist and it's all about feeding our body. It's not about, you know, you can't have this or you can't have that. Right. I can have so many beautiful foods that are full of nutrition that I absolutely love. And everyone thinks, oh, have more kale, have more spinach, you'll be fine. Well, we can't break that down. You know, so you really have to, miss, it's funny, massage therapist, massaging her food. But yeah, um, so you basically take, you know, that spinach and kale and you, you get in there and you must, you break it down so that you, the enzymes are broken down. You can digest it better.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what you can do. um just with diet. And so where are you at now with supplements? Where are you at now with a regimen? You uh, gluten and sugar are the two biggest ones for an inflammatory. Like they're out. They're out. Um so I totally get it and they're huge triggers. And how are you feeling now? Did you notice when your brain started working? <laughs> I didn't mean to say it like that when I said, like, but I mean, you, like the slurring of the words and that connection between what you were thinking and saying, or when did all of that, when did you start really noticing a difference?
1: Oh, I noticed right away when I was okay. taking those essential oil vitamins. I mean, they, within three days, they started working. And so that's why, and that's what led me to discover with the gut because I was like, how did these work? But the other ones didn't that the path was giving me and these were, um, nano enhanced, which meant that they were water soluble, so to speak. So they were broke. They, they were broken down in my gut almost instantly where the other ones, I was essentially just pooping them out whole, which is what most vitamins do for, for all of us. Um, so when we're looking for supplements, we really want to find those nano enhanced, um, water soluble vitamins. And when a company, um, came out with a hemp oil that is nano enhanced with a liposomal delivery. That's when I, I freaked out. I was like, Oh, I've got to try this. And sure enough, that, that reset my brain fog. It reset everything because getting that my body back into homeostasis allowed it to start healing itself. We're, our bodies are so smart. They, they just know what to do when they're given the right tools and the hemp oil it, it's there's it's like the wild wild west out there with hemp oil these days it's really yes. hard to find out like which one works and everyone's saying they've got the best one so i have brands that i love and so again if you reach out to me via email um uh or on the website it, that's it's a great way to to find out which what are the ones that i use um because
0: they're just fabulous and I have your link on your website. I'll put the link to your website because from the website, you can instantly get the book. You know, you can, it basically sends you everywhere. Tell me about, I would like to kind of wrap up with what you do as far as, well, because it's not necessarily, do you do coaching for people? Cause you have the gut health, the gut mastery six week
1: program that's an online course the gut mastery course is um something that you can just you can take anywhere um but i coach people one-on-one and that's typically when someone's in crisis you know they're just they have ibs they have about two or three autoimmunes at this point and um they're at a crossroads of doctors telling them and nothing's working and so i use my um, Reiki to go in t- intuitively into what's going on with your body. I can um, see your chakras and I can rebalance them and find out what's what's out of whack. I can pretty much by finding what's going on with your chakras, find out where the autoimmune started, and um, yeah, and then we work from there. So I, it's it's people ask me how did the intuition start, and it was just. Uh, it, that's another. That's another podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you were you had this mobile salon, right, where you're helping people. So I think the intuition that that's a cart. Which came first, chicken or the egg? You know, I think you are always had it. I think a lot of us have it. We just don't tap into it. We don't realize it or we don't believe it or we, you know, but I think it's there for a lot of us. I know the woman I've worked with for energy says, I'm not doing anything. You're doing the work. I'm just facilitating that process. I'm just giving you kind of the roadmap to facilitate that and helping you navigate it, but you're actually doing it. And you know, when you're the person who's the client, it feels like you're the one doing all the stuff. So I know what you're doing is incredibly powerful and healing and helpful because from the a clients perspective we don't have the words we don't have the map we don't we don't have that we're not tapped in so I love I love what you're doing thank you let's talk let's end on a what advice would you give someone or recognition what's the number one thing what's the biggest takeaway other than that you found your voice
1: uh, the biggest takeaway for me was was really taking back the reins of my own health and not listening to what other people's opinions are. I'm not saying don't go to your doctor or anything like that, always go to your doctor. It's, you've got to get a diagnosis. You've got to work with somebody who's going to help you get the, the lab tests to measure the science behind how you're progressing. That is a hands down. Um, it's it, it has to go hand in hand. You have to start listening to your gut. You have to start listening and feeding it, and really wake up the, the pineal gland, the pituitary gland, and have them work together, so that you you're maximizing your optimum wellness by joining all three together: mind,
0: body, spirit. Thank you so much. I appreciate you.
1: Thank you so much. It's so fun to, to chat about gut stuff
0: and all. Also- I love gut stuff. <laughs> it's like one of my favorites so this has been great i was so excited it's so important people don't realize how important it is so thank you thank you for taking the time to get naked with us if you'd like to bear it all with me get in touch your story is unique and valuable let's show it off